is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under the ground in a private car at the top of the Ferris wheel at the Smogville World's Fair. It's World Champion Podcast. I am Brighton. And I am Sean. And we are two men who signed a bad contract with the weird Smogville World's Fair, bizarre place full of wonder and old timiness. <laughs> We've been tasked with creating the greatest podcast in the world, so we talk about the only things we truly understand fringe and forgotten pop culture, mysteries of the mysterious, heavy metal, and wrestling, and movies sometimes, sometimes. and comic books, and toys, and. and clown stuff and whatever we want we're, we're drunk on power right we're drunk on podcast power we're drunk on on distilled we're, corn that we've been working yeah, on for a long actually, time we're mainly yeah. drunk on actual alcohol yeah mostly yeah cor- good old corn mash but there's power there's power in mash i feel powerful the drunker i, I get very powerful the more i drink the more powerful i, I become strong <laughs> ready to podcast what are you looking at <laughs> what are you listening to hey hey Put, take those earbuds off, man. What are you? What are you listening to? I'm not t- t- talking. I didn't ask you to download this. This seems real. Did this actually happen? Did you? God, you you know. I picked a fight with our listeners. You, yeah, you know. From, you, from back in time, because by the time you're hearing this, I'll be long asleep. This is like one of those time paradoxes. Like, it is. Like you are. It's it's. The per- there's a person right now listening, going like, "Holy cow! I can't believe they're yelling at me while they're drunk." I can't believe Brighton wants to fight me. Yeah. But now a week's gone by. I don't even remember doing this. But wow. now you, listener, you're getting all worked up. That's Sorry. weird. That's how you defeat. Well, I won't spoil it. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Take some deep breaths, listener. Yeah. You're, we're going to get through this. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, we're playing good, good cop, bad cop right now. That's what it is. You're getting yeah. bullied, and we're also telling you to relax. It's, it's going to be fine. Don't tell them to relax. No, it's, you just chill out. Yeah, it's I cool. Don't, I don't like angry Chuck Brighton. Yeah, I'm not really like this. I just I get re- real talkative. Um, so you're saying, what are you listening to? Just less angry. Yeah. Hey, what are you listening? Yeah, to? Yeah, like, hey, what are you listening? What to? is that to? You want to know what I was listening to earlier? I, I like music too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Just like that. Much um, better. So the election saga continues. Wow. And uh, we're talking about the Smogville mayoral elections. That's, that's right. That's the only one I've really been paying attention to. Is there another one going on or has I, happened? I heard something about that. I think there was something with the country or something. But yeah, yeah so the Smogville election, we found the ballots. We got them. We counted them. We have a new winner. We have a new mayor. Zephyr the Pig. Zephyr the Pig won. won. He has won. He has beaten Scurry Max Duck. I mean, just Mr. Duck. Mayor Duck. God, and I would, I'd love to congratulate him, but he is still missing. He remains missing. We're still looking for your help, the public. Mm-hmm. Go to, find us on Facebook, World Champion Podcast. Let us know if you see Zephyr the pig. He's pretty much indistinguishable from any other pig. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be um, hard. It's, yeah. but... He might be wearing a sash that says mayor. Uh-huh. 
or mayor to be with a question mark. Yeah. Mayor question mark. Mayor elect. <laughs> mayor elect. That's right. God, and the, now and it's more true now than ever. Actually, that's God that he is the mayor elect, and and I'm excited to see what he does with Smogville. We endorsed him. We we did endorse him, and this and and we thumbed our 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 finger, thumbed our thumb. What do you say? Thumbed. Thumb, 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 you thumb your nose at things. Oh, you thumb your nose? Or if you're Shakespearean, I think you bite your thumb. Isn't that a Romeo and Juliet thing? I bite my thumb at thee. And that's just eh. like F you? Eh. Yeah. I think, okay. I think Mercutio does it, maybe. Bites his thumb. You can't see that I'm doing it. Do you think people listeners. did that? When, when did people start flipping the bird? That's, uh, I believe it's of unknown origin. There's a lot of urban legends about it. There's, there's the, the rumor that it was a war between uh, England and France and the long bowmen would hold up their two fingers or something. Right. Yeah. To, cause they had bet like, like uh, they had better, I guess, bows than, than France or better arrows. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. It was, it was at the battle of Cressy. Is that related? Did the, the American flip the one middle finger bird come from the British two finger Bird, or are they you unrelated? Think it have to. It's a very similar gesture. It's very similar, and it seems, it just seems like we just cut out the middle man and went straight to the birdie finger. And went straight to the middle finger. Right. That was the campaign slogan. Cut out the middle man, go for the middle finger. We don't want any more bloated, uh, big, big, rude gestures. We want small gestures. <laughs> yeah. Right? Is that what it was? That's kind of a big thing during elections is... Like a thumbs up or a biting your thumb. Mm-hmm. When did biting your thumb at someone turn into a positive, like thumbs up? Do you think those Although are I guess related? In, I guess in some cultures you're not supposed to do thumbs up because that's bad too. Yeah, that's a thing. We're, we're talking a very American-centric point of view right now, huh? Yeah, and as we know, most of our listeners are international. That's true. We're a worldwide podcast, hence world champion yeah, podcast. We're, we're not we're, the United States champion not, podcast. That's Roman Reigns. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I kind of knew that was going there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, be on the lookout for a pig. Uh, so, movies. There's some good movies out right now. All right. Um, of course, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Is we it? have not seen that. We haven't. That's Harry Potter 9 or 10? Yeah, probably 10. Nine? Is this supposed to happen at the same time as Harry Potter? No, or this after? is in like the... Uh, it's, in the it's in New like York. the 30s or something. It looks like... Gangster stuff. Wait a minute. Like Tommy guns and old cars and stuff. What year is Harry Potter? Is it supposed to be like 1998? Yeah. It's I, modern, isn't it? Yeah, but I think, uh, I think it ends because every book is one year and he starts going to school in it's like 95 90, or whenever the yeah, first 90, book came out. 96. It's supposed to be that same year, right? Yeah. But no, because this is, is going to have, uh, uh, I believe the sequel is going to have Young Dumbledore. Oh, some more goddamn prequels. Yeah. <laughs> I hate prequels. I, I saw the, the, the trailer for, for Rogue One, and as much as I'm excited for another Star Wars movie, I can't help but be like, I know what happens at the end yeah. with the, the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> I know that all these people are probably going to die, and then I know that they're going to blow up the Death Star. I'm pretty sure that Darth Vader is going to win this round. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a little, I'm a little bummed. That it's they... gonna end with Darth Vader going, "Damn the plans, <laughs> the plans! They were right here. Where are they? Where are the plans, Lord Vader?" I. Ah, 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 ah. 
I want those plans. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Let's just skip and talk about that. Let's not even talk about these movies. Let's just talk about Star Wars. Yeah. I'm always down for that. I know. You got me oh, all I excited. Always, I always the, just want to talk about Star Wars. The music got me kind of pumped up. Oh, totally. Uh, so what were you saying? Anyway, Doctor Strange. Okay, do- I have a question about Doctor Strange. Yeah. First of all, I want to say it's my favorite Marvel movie. Hands down. Nice. Like, like blew my mind. I loved it. Visually, it was like the movie that, that I've been waiting for. Yeah. It's like they took every cool special effect from the last 25 years and made one movie. Yeah. Oh, you like that? twirly around frozen in time thing from the matrix we got that yeah oh you like uh the uh, inception shit like city bending over on itself we got that oh you like uh you like slimer you like things that are glowing green on like, the screen you like glowing green light stuff we got that you like yeah. ghosts ghostbusters no i was i was blown away i was i i'd never realized how amazingly cool dr strange is yeah until seeing this yeah way cool maybe the coolest because what's, what's better than, than magic, actually? Magic and just manipulating the very fabric of the universe. Right. I was, I actually, it's funny you brought up Harry Potter talk, talking about this, because this movie, weirdly, I thought of Harry Potter a lot during it. Oh, yeah, because he goes to wizard school, kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's wizard school. Yeah. That's probably the main reason. God, and then he goes to the library and shit. It's just like Harry Potter. Wait, and then the bad guy's whole thing is bringing in a dimension from a different being that's going to take over everything. That's true. Wow. This was just basically Harry Potter for comic book fans, huh? I guess so. That's still cool. I loved it. Yeah, it was way cool. But I have a question. I'm glad you brought up the Dark Dimension. So in this movie, there's a little bit of a spoiler. Let's just say it now. You've seen it. It came out two weeks ago. If you listen to this podcast, you've seen it. Yeah. I'm not that worried. You read Chekhov. You see see Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. You know, we know who we're talking to. Question I had is, so the dark dimension, I didn't totally understand how all the dimensions worked. Because they said there, because the ancient one said there's infinite dimensions. Yeah. But in Thor, there's only seven worlds on the world tree. So are those seven worlds within Thor's dimension? Or do they just not know that there's about an infinity more? Oh, Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does Odin just is their tree their world tree just very shitty? <laughs> Maybe. Cuz they don't they don't really have I mean they have they don't have magic per se. Mm-hmm. But they do like magic stuff. It's just not magic. The Norse people? Yeah. Like Thor and them, they're aliens. If you think about it, they're not they're just aliens. Yeah. Which is a weird way to think about it, because you actually think of them as being gods, you know? Yeah. But they just appeared, and the ancient uh, Scandinavian people thought they were gods. Yeah. They're aliens. But are they aliens where, like, like could I build a good enough spaceship to get to Asgard? Or do I have to ride a rainbow? Do I have to be in a Skittles commercial to get to Asgard? The rainbow seems really important. So you must, it and must there's take... there's something like kind of magical about that. It must take a... It either takes a million lifetimes to fly a spaceship to Asgard, and the Rainbow Bridge is some kind of like, like light-bending, you know, like black hole thing where you travel across the universe by, by folding space, you know? Yeah. Or it's an alternate dimension. And in that case, Thor and those guys are in for a big surprise. When you say, oh, you think there's seven worlds? There's infinity. Nine. Nine realms. Oh, is it nine? 
Okay, nine realms. That's way off. It's not even close to infinity. And what is a, is a realm a planet? So it must be planets within that dimension. That's what I'm thinking. So that means that all nine worlds on the world tree are in the same dimension as Earth. Because we're one of them. Midgard is one of them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Earth is. So that means those are just nine worlds in our universe. So the universe goes on for infinity, and the dimensions go on for infinity too, right? So I guess my question was, when I was first thinking about the dark dimension, I was thinking about, I guess I was thinking about the DC comic book universe where there's uh, infinite Earths, but also there's the, the anti-universe, which is kind of the mirror side which is the dark side of the universe where the, the evil planet is. That's where yeah. the anti-monitor comes from. Oh, yeah. But that's not the same as another dimension, right? It's the anti... It's like there's infinite dimensions and then there's a mirror on those infinite dimensions to the infinite dark dimensions, right? Does that make any sense at all? Not really. I mean, it does. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I guess I was just curious if the dark dimension that's, that's in Doctor Strange trying to destroy the world... If that is like an anti, if it's like a mirror universe or if it's like one of many dimensions, it just happens to be a really crappy one, like evil one. Like the black light dimension is what I'm talking about. Where, yeah. Where Mordu is from. Dormammu. 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 <laughs> I come to bargain. I, lo- I love his different dumb inflections every time. <laughs> yeah. I thought uh, people have been complaining about his accent, and I thought his accent was fine. It's just that he's the most British man to ever exist. So yeah. no matter how perfect his accent could be, I thought he did you a, know, like, that's, come on. Yeah, it, I thought he did a great accent. I thought it sounded, I, I couldn't hear British at all. Yeah. His voice was low. It sounded great. Like, I was really impressed. He with really that. has long, weird fingers, Benedict Cumberbatch. He is, he might be an alien. He is a yeah. weird, he's... Like, but women think he's he's attractive, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he's they they sure do. He's weird looking. He doesn't look like you think a human being, attractive person would look. Well, it's he's got he's got that deep voice. He's got the voice. He's got great posture. He's, confidence. He's thin. He's got confidence for days. Is it is that? But that's a character he's playing. You think he's really confident in real life? Well, no one cares about his real life. They just care about his... Man, did you know about the weird... Like, he's got this weird cult of psychopaths. I've, I've, I, I, I didn't officially know, but I had a feeling. Cause he's, I've noticed there's a lot of Benedict Cumberpatch love. He's married with a child, but there's these conspiracies that oh, he's yeah. not really married, and the child isn't his. Like, there is a child, but it's someone else's, and I don't know to what end so this would happen. So there's all these crazy women that are like, tweet at him, right? Yeah, there's, there's Benedict Cumberbatch marriage deniers. That it's not a real marriage. Yeah. And why would you devote any energy to that at all? Is it Cumberbatch? Batch. Oh, I, I probably say Cumberpatch. It must be the Cabbage Patch. Yeah, no, the kind Thank of cum- you. goes in the Cumberpatch, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of agriculture. The Cumber Patch. I always call him that. I must sound like an idiot. Good thing I don't record it and put it out on the internet. Yeah. Good thing neither of us do anything else that might make us sound like idiots. <laughs> um, so that's the one. Uh, the other movie that came out recently is Arrival, and I'm glad that that's been a big hit. I didn't really know anything about this except that it was alien movie. I tried to avoid anything because I wanted yeah. to just know about the. I, I wanted to be. I, I want nothing. 
Yeah. I want to go in there just blank. I like to go in fresh. I want to go in fresh. I want to be uh uh what what what's the the term? There's like a unspoiled? No, there's a tabula rasa. Tabula rasa. Yeah, blank slate. Blank slate. I want to be a blank sl- I am a blank slate, clearly. <laughs> but I want to be one as well. Yeah. Now, I didn't even realize this, too. It's the director, uh, Denis Villeneuve, of Sicario. Did you see Sicario? No, I heard it was brutal. It's brutal. It's the feel-bad movie of the year. That's, I avoided it because of that. I already feel bad generally. Yeah. So I, I, I stick to goofy, uplifting stuff like death metal. Yeah. <laughs> but it was very well done. And this guy's doing uh, Blade Runner 2049. I'm excited so for I'm it. I'm very excited for that. This is one of the, the few sequels I'm cool about. I feel like enough time's passed. We got the right crew together. I feel like, why not, right? Yeah, let's do it. And then if it's shitty, we just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. You do your own shontanuity or whatever your yeah. name is, annuity. Yeah. Shontanuity. My yeah, sh- for me, it's brightanuity. Brightanuity. Um, uh, Arrival, though, it's, it's, uh, I feel like it's one of the most realistic alien. We're not going to review it. Maybe too realistic. Yeah, if, yeah, cuz usually it's the aliens show up and immediately it's like how are we going to send send their alien asses back to assland. Yeah, I have like, never considered how goddamn difficult it would be to communicate with aliens. Well, we always assume um and that's that's mostly what I want to talk about today is first contact with aliens and we'll call this a mysteries of a mysterious segment. <laughs> But yeah, I, it's always assumed that if they're going to go to all the trouble to come to our planet, that they've already figured out a way to communicate. Right. And I guess, I, I, I want to spoil this one even less, even though it has been out for a couple weeks. I guess they do figure out, like the whole challenge is, you've got to figure this out. It's people. just much harder than yeah. I thought it would be. Yeah, because in... Usually uh, they're psychic or something. In Star Trek First Contact, the Vulcans speak English. Do they? Yeah. They already know English. They already know English. So they're, they've been watching us from afar. Okay. And then E.T., what does he just do? He just does hand ju- He like does uh, charades to communicate, right? Yeah. And then he just picks it up from Does he from Does he start speaking English? Yeah. That's his famous E.T. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, that's not... He doesn't know very much English. Well, he's not conversant. Or he's not fluent, but he's certainly conversant. I guess he could... Uh, I guess he do you know could. the provenance of, of E.T.'s voice? What, what One of the producers was in like a, a film shop. Maybe no, I don't think it was Steven Spielberg himself. But someone uh-huh. was in like a camera store, and there was this old lady <laughs> with a way weird voice. And he's like, "Ma'am, a smoker. I have an opportunity for you." She's ET's voice. Yeah, it was just some weird old lady, Pat Welsh, Patricia Welsh. She uh, so she was about seventy years old at the time. Radio soap opera actress, chain smoker. I was going to say, man, definitely, she's got to be a smoker. That, uh, that don't sound like any old lady I heard. Oh, it was George Lucas himself. George Lucas was in a laundromat. Naturally, because that's how her, most of us imagine George Lucas. Yeah, just <laughs> doing laundry. Just doing laundry at the laundromat. And heard her voice and, and was like, well, that's amazing. And then she, he, she's also the voice of Boosh in Return of the Jedi, when Leia's disguised as the bounty hunter. Oh my God! Really? Yeah, I love that voice. Yeah, is, she, is that not? I thought that was some kind of like digit like effect. Well, is sure, that her they, real voice? Maybe. Well, yeah, they put some effect on it, but well, I was some thinking, sort of metallic effect. But could no. be a lot of cigarettes, man. Between but E.T. but that's and, how she sounds. E.T. and and Boosh, they're uh, both. Uh, yeah, Dad. 
Dot, dot. Elliot. He, I was terrified. Yeah, Boosh. Yeah, dot. Yeah, dot. I was terrified of E.T. when I was a little kid. Yeah, I don't really have... Um, I had nightmares I, I really, about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't really have nostalgia for that movie, unfortunately. I was... It fucking terrified From me. what I understand, it's very heartwarming and... Really? That's what I hear, but no, it's... I was afraid of E.T. dressed as, a, as an old lady. I was afraid of... Uh, and then I was sad when he was all sick and like the, in the tubes. I and wasn't stuff. sad. I was it, afraid of the government. It just men. scared me. Yeah. When they first find like the most terrifying part for me is when they found him in that like river bed and he's all sick for some reason. Why was he sick? Earth germs? Uh, is probably, this like a yeah. War of the Worlds thing? He yeah, got I the flu for the first germs. time? Yeah, I'm sure it's earth germs. But without a doubt, E. T. was communicating, I guess is the point. <laughs> and then what happened? He just got stranded? Like, he went out in the woods to pee, and then they just left without him? Is that... Yeah. Well, if you th- well, that's the thing. It's like, everyone thinks that everyone's so competent. But I mean, like, that could happen so... Like, just because they're an alien species doesn't mean they're not dumbasses, too. That's you know? a good point, yeah. Like, you could easily leave someone behind and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Where's... where's His name's not E.T. What's his real name? Yeah, hey, we don't know. Does he ever name. say? Mm-mm. It's not Gordon Shumway. I was just... <laughs> That's Alf. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I realized I drew a drawing of E.T. a couple years ago with a mustache and an earring like Harrison Ford. And I wrote that it, he had a real name. And he had a goatee. <laughs> I don't know. I will find it. I know yeah. E.T.'s real name. I made it up. You, it came to you in a vision? I've never shown Apparently, you that picture. I don't think so. <laughs> I'll post it. It's amazing. Nice. Um, so wait, so we got... So then what was the other alien? Uh, so anyway, Star Trek First Contact, which like Arrival, our first contact is in Montana. Oh, yeah. Um, so Zephram Cochran, also post-nuclear apocalyptic. True. He uh, cracks uh, subspace travel, warp flight travel. So the Vulcans had been observing us from mm-hmm. afar this whole time. Right. And then once we cracked warp speed, they were like, okay, now they're ready. That's where we step in. Yeah, and then the Vulcans came down and they gave us the live long and prosper. They're very bossy. Who? The Vulcans, man. Yeah. So, and, it's, and then Zephyr is a charming uh, alcoholic. <laughs> I guess that's the only way to put it. He is, yeah. Zephram. What did Although I say? it is weird. You said Zephyr like the pig, but that's weird because the actor is the guy from Babe. Crazy board. Again, we yeah. are connecting some dots. Yeah. Something, we're getting to something somewhere. I feel like there's another one. What other alien movie am I thinking of where we, we, we I guess Close Encounters. They play the keyboard. They play music for us. Yeah. That's, that's like a really heartwarming way to think like, oh, this is how we'll communicate by jamming together. And then they return all the humans that they've kidnapped over the last 50 years who haven't aged. Is that what it is? I don't remember. It's been too long since I've seen that one. Or have they aged? I don't recall. I I don't remember either. Basically, they land in Wyoming at the Devil's Tower, and then the door opens, and then all these people come out, and it's all the people who had been abducted and gone missing. Okay. So, So what do you think... So are we talking about what would actually happen... At first contact with aliens? Not just what would happen, but what would happen if it was you and me. Oh, you and me. Yeah. Now, I do have... Um, this has been floating around the internet for years, and I've always been fascinated by this. Um, it was designed... I, I wish I knew this guy's real name. Ian at union.io is the designer of this thing. Okay. And it's a handy uh, poster called, let's say, for whatever reason, you're the first human to ever make alien contact. 
yeah, I know, pretty unlikely, probably isn't going to be you, that's a given, but it would be a good idea for us to spare a few minutes and think about it. That's a, I, 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 it's a, I was going to say it's a strong point, but that's a point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says, uh, of course, it would be the most important moment in all of human history. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to kind of summarize what this Ian fellow has, has come up with. And, and, you know, if, if nothing else, I want to say it out loud so that it's more, so I remember it more. Okay. So, you know, when it happens to me. Good practice. Um, and they're basically saying that from this point on, human history will be pre-contact and post-contact instead of B.C. and A.D. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, I'll give you that. So uh, it says, first things first, hold still. So let's just, let's paint this picture. We're oh, both- wait a minute. You mean literally running into an alien? Yeah, literally, this is what to do when, like, let's say I'm, I'm going on a road trip uh, next week. Okay. Actually, I'm on a road trip right now. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I might be gone, too. Yeah. And so uh, I'm going to be in some wilderness at night in the winter. Let's say uh, my battery stalls or something, and then a craft comes down, uh-huh. and then they get out. Okay, the first thing you would hear is, like, that drum beat where you're like start running in place and oh, it plays yeah. like a drum beat. Oh yeah, those, like, like marimbas or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It would be like a bunch of drumming sounds. While your legs are just a blur. While my legs are spinning yeah. and there's dirt flying everywhere. Yeah. And then it's like, that would be the noise you'd hear. Yeah. As I run like hell. And there's just dust. Yeah. And, I, I, uh, I'm sorry, but that would, that's the first thing that happened as I would run until my lungs you know, would, were bleeding. I wonder if I would even run or if I'd just be frozen. I'd be scared shitless. We'd both pee our pants at least. Yeah. Um, now, I, I would hope that they'd play theremin music as they're landing. Yeah, they um, might. Weird lights in the distance. Um, so this is saying, hold still. The aliens will be quite used to things flailing and trying to get away like you, like you are going to do. What do you mean they'll be used to that? It says they'll most likely have picked up a fish or a bird and watched as it flapped around until it died. Oh, God. Um, so they know that that's what non-self-aware organisms do. So by holding still, you will show them that you are a self-aware thing and not like a frog. or. Oh, man. Because they don't, know, they don't necessarily know that we're smart. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. I never thought of that. You probably would want, you'd probably want to start maybe not yelling at them, but maybe, sh- I don't know, make a fire to show them how smart you are. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's part of it. Uh, that's coming up. And it also says you probably don't need to worry because their technology is going to be so much more advanced than we can even comprehend. Mm. It's not like in the movies where it's machine guns versus lasers. It'll be like nuclear weapons versus sponges. So the fact that you're still alive when they're landing means that they're probably going to allow you to exist on what if they no, if they've mastered interstellar travel then their technology is so far ahead of us that if they wanted to kill us they would just do that right away i guess that's true depends on how you're traveling in dune you travel by taking drugs that's not exactly brain surgery (laughs) that's what you do The, the guys that fold space just take tons of spice so Whoa. that's their technology for, for, for travel, intergalactic travel. So I'm going to beg so to differ. Did, so you're saying maybe they just got lucky with a weird plan. Could it be a bunch of stoners? Oh, okay. Is that a movie we, can, we, could, we could write? Aliens come and they're a bunch of stoners? A bunch of stoners? I think there's... Don't steal our idea, Seth Rogen. That's right. It could be, an, it could be original. Not sure right now. <laughs> My mind's racing. Um, so they, so this is saying they probably won't speak our language. Um, so we won't be able to 
well, communicate God, ideas verbally. I would have been able to figure that out without right. this guide. But um, since they are interstellar travelers, they're going to know math. And they don't know Einstein or Pythagoras or Newton, but they're going to understand the concepts. So it says the first thing to do to communicate is do the uh, Pythagorean theorem. Which is what? That's uh, a triangle, and it's A squared plus B plus squared, B squared equals, equals C squared. squared. Yeah. Ah, public school paid off, baby. America. So it's saying draw right triangle and then do like little tick marks. And then hopefully they'll get the idea that that is the Pythagorean theorem. And they'll be like, okay, this guy knows a little bit of math. Hmm. So these, these people are, are a little bit smarter than that's a pretty It's a pretty funny but still kick-ass way to show you're smart. You draw a triangle. And, and then it's saying um, to show them that we do base 10 math mm-hmm. by um, like putting a pebble down and drawing a 1 next to it, then putting two pebbles and drawing a 2, okay. and then doing that up to 11. Um, and, yeah, and just basic geometry and all that stuff. I guess you're hoping that you have lots of pebbles around for this one. Yeah, I mean, I guess the idea is you're in the wilderness in a pebbly area. <laughs> That's really, it's, it's counting on several things, that they're not stoners and yeah. that you're in a pebbly area. <laughs> um, so you, then you want to show them uh, that we know our place in the universe and that we desire to know more about it. So you're going to make a crude drawing of the solar system. Okay. And um, then the third planet from the big circle in the middle, you'll draw like an orbital thing around it. And then them being smart, they should be able to deduce, oh, he knows he's on Earth, third planet that circles around the sun, and knows that there's other planets out there. God, you're, you're going to have some patient aliens. Hopefully these, these aliens are going to sit around as you do all this bullshit. Yeah. Because, I mean, like who knows if they have if their minds work the same way, if they, you know, maybe like waiting three minutes for you to draw all this crap in the dirt is, like, hours for them. Well, and again, like, let's say I'm in, in a backwoods r- road in Montana, uh-huh. and this is happening, and I'm like, ha- <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You're, oh, shit. You're, oh, shit. Okay. Deep breaths. Count to ten. Okay. You're allowed to be freaked out for ten seconds. <laughs> okay. Pebbles. Got to do a triangle. Where's my pebbles? Pine cones? Will pine cones work? No. I need pebbles. I would be swinging a branch at them. I would be... <laughs> Get back! Get back! Yeah, like <laughs> I would totally lose my shit. I'd be the worst human to make they're, first contact. They're either gonna be squid monsters or they're gonna be giant-headed, bug-eyed, god, skinny little anything. things. Even the goofiest-looking alien on Star Wars, like yeah. even the dorky ones with with like even those little bats that are in the cantina. Yeah, if you saw a real one, yeah, you would be wetting your pants. Or even just a man with pointy ears and eyeshadow. Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh boy, so. The first thing you got to hope for is that the aliens is that you and I are not the first contact people. At least not yeah. me. I can't speak for you. Maybe you could draw a triangle, but I can barely draw a triangle when there's not aliens around. So I might, <laughs> yeah. I, this might get into trouble. Math was probably my weakest subject in school. Maybe I'm not a sentient being. Maybe I am like a dumb yeah. little whatever. Maybe just build a fire instead. I don't know. How to build. What the fuck? I don't do you know what I'm going to do? No, do you know what I'll do? Yeah. I, I will do like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator. I'll cover myself in mud. I'll build a huge fire, light a, a torch, and then go, oh! <laughs> and then it will turn out that Predator is their favorite movie. And they'll go, that's awesome. Yeah, they'll go, this guy and is no, awesome. And then I'll go, what the hell are you? And then they'll say it back to me, and then we'll all like, be stoked. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, you like Predator? I love Predator. 
It's one of my favorite Oiled Boys movies. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite, I think I said. No, I don't remember what I said. I anyway. Think, I think you did. I think so. Um, so don't, uh, don't go to the cops. Don't go to the, to the president. Just immediately have them drop you off in a major city, the nearest major city. Like, let's land in Times Square or, okay. or wherever we happen to be. And then you come out of the ship? Right, because just have them. As soon as they show up, everyone's going to show up with their cameras and stuff. Then you come out of the ship. Um, you know, it's, it's saying don't hold out until you talk to the president or the military. Just uh, make sure. He says make sure every reporter gets your picture. Every newspaper knows your name. Why? So you get off the ship and you're like, hey, I'm Brighton, B-R-Y-T-O-N. Mm-hmm. Take my picture because you're going to be so famous and you want the credit for this. This is the whole reason you're even going through this trouble is because you want the credit for being the one to make first contact. What? Yeah. I don't think I want that. I think I'd be... I mean, well, that's another point is, is it says you'll be killed. Yeah. You'll, you will, be, you, no, you'll be the most important human on earth and no matter what, someone will eventually kill you. Yeah, you will, you'll be either fixated on by a crazy person or there'll be someone that thinks you're in, with, in it with the aliens. You're an alien yourself. You'll be dead in a year, man. Yeah. If um, I see the aliens, I'm sticking to the plan. Play the drums and run. Play the rambles and run. <laughs> and then run. It's just like Scooby-Doo. Like I learned when I was a kid from Scooby-Doo. It's saying um, that whatever your first words are, are going to be really important and immortalized. Like the one small step, one giant leap. So don't say something stupid like... Dude, uh, check I'm, out these aliens. Yes, yeah, dude, check out these aliens. Or they're nothing like E.T. is what he says here. I kind of like dude, check out these aliens. That might be what I go with. Yeah. Are you guys ready for this? This is going to blow your mind. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. Just play that. that. Come out out with a little boombox. The aliens fall behind. Yeah. Let's have a dance party. Yeah. We're all getting laid. That would be be a really good uh, first impression. Like, if if you saw an alien, you'd be terrified. But if the alien then started breakdancing and doing, like, windmills... Yeah. You'd start clapping and stuff. You wouldn't yeah. be able to help it. You'd be like, yeah, 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 this alien's badass. He's got the good stuff. He's got the right stuff. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, it'll be like that thing that we've talked about where, like, Fred Flintstone drops a bowling ball on his foot, and then it becomes a dance craze. Oh, yeah. So maybe the aliens will just walk funny. And then everyone starts and walking. Then, and then some guy with, like, a leather, like, Kangol cap will be like, whoa, check out that alien's moves. And uh-huh. then they'll start doing it, and then everyone will start doing it. Because that's how dance crazes start, is someone in a it club. It would be. Like someone accidentally drinks Tabasco sauce in a club and starts dancing around. Because it's like, too hot. Oh, yeah. look at that guy. With their shoes on fire or something. Yeah. No, it, it would be like a Macarena. Like, that already took over the whole world. Yeah. But imagine the Macarena at, like, an epic global, you know, scale of, like, where every single person knows it. Yeah. Because that's, that's just how the aliens walk around. Maybe everyone does know that song. Maybe the Macarena is that famous. Hey, Macarena. In high school, um, this dude, and I rolled with kind of a lot of squares in high school. <laughs> we were in a minivan, and at the red that's light. A, that's a good preface for this story, I have a feeling. Yeah. We were at a red light, and this dude like just jumped out of the car, out of the van, and then stood in the middle of the intersection, did the Macarena, <laughs> and then there was a cop right behind us. And the cop said, unfortunately, I can't give a ticket for stupid. He really said that? Yeah. But that I, bet he, could, sound real. I bet he could have. I feel, like a lot, I feel like most tickets are basically for stupid. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 he must not have been a very good cop because he could have found something. Mischief. Yeah. 
Can, oh, come on. Criminal mischief. I can't imagine standing in the middle of an Disturbing intersection is legal. Yeah. If nothing just, else, jaywalking. Disrupting the flow of traffic. Jaywalking. Yeah. Yeah. He must have been charmed by it. Because in his cop car, he was listening to the Macarena. That's right. And then so his, he partner, was pro- his partner, who was like jamming a hoagie into his mouth, was like, Hey, that guy's got some moves. To the beat. Yeah. And then he turned up the radio. And then it's like, Macarena. They're like, oh my God, it's, he's matching right up. Boy, is Macarena our humanity's last great dance craze? Like now, now with YouTube and Vine, everything's so spread out. There, we've talked about this before. There could be some dance craze that three million people are all into. But it's not going to permeate the culture the way the Macarena did. It's true. And global culture. Yeah. I think the, the current trend is this uh, mannequin challenge. Is that a dance move, though? Well, no, it's not a dance move, and, and even then. It That's could... just it's like a new planking. It's just stupid. Yeah. Har- Harlem Shake wasn't really, it didn't have, like, what, what a about, set of moves. What about dabbing? Dabbing. Everyone, like, puts their eyes. Yeah, I, don't, I don't get what that's supposed to be. You're, so, you're covering your eyes with the crook of your elbow. Well, and, and why? I'm, it's, it's apparently dancing for, for people that can't bear to watch dancing. Yeah, you're trying to avert but I your thought eyes. It, I thought it was like a dance, but it's just a real quick like. Whoosh, kind oh, of it's like a mic drop thing. Like fuck you. I guess I just know that when I watch um, Utah Jazz games, uh-huh. and they're doing like the breakdown in the stadium with all the idiots behind them, every one of those idiots is is dabbing. Really? Yeah. Huh. Stupid this fer- idiots. This Ferris wheel might have isolated us a bit. Right. Yeah. I still, we're still waiting for the bottle flipping thing to get here. Right. I don't know what that is. I just know that it's a thing. I heard pogs are getting big in Smogville. Yeah. So. We're finally getting pogs. Um, They're made out of coal or coal chips, but they, they, it's basically the same idea as Well, pogs. the kids the kids just polish them up and mm-hmm. round them, make nice little discs. Mm-hmm. Pogs. Uh, Tamagotchis. Yep. Which is, again, just a hunk of coal. Again, yeah, but it's on, it's got a little keychain thing on yeah. it. Yeah. And then you, what do you do to make sure it's alive? I guess you light it with a, a lighter every once in a while. Well, it's just the honor system. Oh, okay. It's just written down in the notepad. <laughs> yeah. Like like when you go into a, a porta potty, and they have like <laughs> cleaning when they've cleaned it, yeah. which is all always alive. First of all, yeah. They just walk. They they kick the door open with their foot, close their their nose, and then write the signature without stepping inside. That's a porta potty yeah. uh, clean signature. So it's the same thing. You got a book. When did I feed my little lump of coal last? Yeah, my time. This is this is like Tiny Tim on Christmas stuff. It is. <laughs> yeah. just, can you imagine a sad little kid? He's got a lump of coal. He's in a cold house, and he has a little notebook where he writes down what he imagines to feed the piece of coal. It's oh, very it's Tiny so Tim. Sad, but it's kind of endearing. It's in, well, yeah, it's same as Tiny Tim. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> it's endearing. Yeah. All right. Well. Anyway, we'll go see Arrival and Doctor Strange. Sure. Or see whatever. Do it. Fantastic Beasts or, or yeah, whatever. Go see your Harry Potter movies. Is that Medea Halloween movie still out? Macarena. <laughs> <laughs>